I'm glad that you're here today. Um, for those of you who are joining, thank you so much for joining our Instagram Live today with Oak and Pine. That's me, Michelle, and Emily, who is the founder and designer of Vire. And today, what we are going to be talking about is her workshop and pretty much about her story of Yure and how she got to be where it is now. Um, Emily here is going to be teaching a fabulous workshop called um, Building a Personal Brand Experience. So if that's something that you're looking for, whether you are in a business right now or you're looking to start a business in the future, it's definitely great content to kind of have in your back pocket. So uh, when you do need to start building a brand, you'll know how to do that right off the bat. Um, it's one of the hardest things, I think, personally, when it comes to building a business because, I mean, when you are out there, there's so much noise online, right? So it's hard to get in front of your audience, and building a personal brand experience really includes them in that brand building, which is so um, unique. And I think sometimes people or companies forget that they're selling to customers, yes, but then they're individuals, and how do you include them in that process? So um, I think that's really neat. Um, so why don't I go ahead and give you the floor? Why don't you go ahead and tell us about your story and the growth of URA over the past five years? Yeah, so for those of you that don't know me, I'm Emily, designer and owner of URA, um, but I see a lot of faces on here that I recognize, so hello everybody. Um, um, so I've always, so URA's been around for six years, but I have always been a creative individual, like even from a young age, I was really into art. Um, in high school, I would like make feather earrings and sell them to my peers, like at school. Um, so I always had like the desire to create, but then like the background of like, I have all these things I created, like I should sell these, like people might want them um, just from like even, you know, being a teenager. And so after high school, I decided I didn't want to like go to college right away. I decided to take somewhat of a gap year and instead um, travel around the world and kind of just get to know different cultures and, um, you know, things outside of Hawaii and outside of the United States. And um, as I was doing that, I fell in love with the country, um, Indonesia, and I would like, you know, buy little things there, bring it back to Hawaii to like sell at markets and stuff. And um, I was also still like making and selling jewelry to like support my travels to go back um, to Indonesia. And so one year I decided in like 2013, um, me and a group of friends were like, let's move to Indonesia, like learn the language and kind of just like get to know more about, you know, that culture and the people um, that, you know, live there. And so we did that. And I knew that that was my opportunity. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm moving there. I'm going to be there for like a long period of time. I've always been so interested in how, you know, everybody there is like so creative. They're constantly like making things. They make everything. And um, there's so many textiles. Like I want to make a product. Um, I just didn't know exactly what, and but I knew I wanted to make something and later turn it into a business. And so um, I was like sunrise shell slinging like I for those of you that know like sun, the sunrise shell craze like back in the day um so I was making and selling sunrise shells to like build capital to then invest in a product and moved to Indonesia um didn't know what I wanted to do maybe like make bags maybe make a bikini I wasn't sure um just waiting like being open to opportunities and waiting for something to come my way 
one day a man on the street that my husband like kind of had known um from before he's my boyfriend at the time husband now um he like came up to me and was like emily do you want to make t-shirts and i was like hmm, maybe maybe i want to make t-shirts you know i'm i'm like thinking about it and so he was like come to my house like i'll give you tea like um you meet my family and like let's make t-shirts and i was like okay cool like i'll try it out and so went to his house like um, got to know his family. Like, I don't recommend, don't just go to random people. Don't recommend that. <laughs> but in, in this case, it was safe and it worked out. Um, and so I met the family and we were, you know, I was practicing my Indonesian, they were practicing their English. And I just like, in that moment, it just like felt right. I was like, man, I really want to like invest in this family while I'm here, help them get back on their toes while I'm here, and I can probably create my first product with them. Um, so I went home, designed our Pantai short, um, which we still sell to this day, sourced fabrics, made it with them for the next six months, learned the production process and kind of like how to, you know, start creating and the streamline of you know, just producing. And brought it back to Hawaii when it was when I was done living in Indonesia, made a website and Instagram and everything sold out within a few months. And I was like, whoa, I have a business. Like I guess this works. Like I I'm gonna, you know, keep doing it. So kept um I researched like ethical manufacturers that I wanted to partner with and started creating collections and then doing photo shoots for collections and then it just kept growing and six years later I'm still doing that today. <laughs> That's so awesome. And it, it just, it's so cool. Like at throughout when, when, as you're telling your story, there's so many parts where you could have said no. And, you know, like even when you're saying how a random guy came up to you and said, let's build a t-shirt business, you could have easily said, no, that's kind of sketchy. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But you took a chance. You kind of went with your gut and look at, you know, like your business is still growing. And I think that's a true testament for a lot of us who are, kind of scared to take the leap in whatever shape or form that is. Um, but when you take a chance, a, a calculated chance, I think it's really smart and and it can turn out well. So I love your story. Um, Thank and it's you. so continuing, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Actually, before we move on to the next question, I I was watching um, Eat, Pray, Love last night. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, yeah. I have. And Not in a while, but I have. I, and I thought of you instantly um, <laughs> because there's this one part um, where she was helping a um, where she was helping. I think she was like the pharmacist of the the neighborhood or something in Bali, and she was that lady who had a wife, or a, a, she went through a divorce, and she had a, a daughter, and she had no money to like have a home and all that. And then um, Julia Roberts. I don't know her real, the character's name is Liz. Yeah. Um, so she reached out to her family and friends back at home to, to raise money for her, her new friend that she had. And they ended up building a home for her. And um, you didn't share this, but I thought of you because of the last meeting that we had when you um, kind of paid it forward to that family that had helped you um, yeah. do the t-shirt line. So, um, you don't have to talk about that more now, but if you are attending, um, to those of you who are joining our workshop, um, our summit on February 22nd, there's going to be a panel discussion and we're going to go in more depth about, um, 
each individual facilitator's story and how they got to where they are now. So if that sounds interesting, you should totally join us on February 22nd. Mm, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, why is it important to um, include your customers in your brand? So for me, I like to think of your brand um, being for your customers. So it is a natural, to me, it's just like a natural process to include them in on that. And it also helps to, like, for people to understand where your product or service can easily fit into their lives. Like, people, it is, it's loud out there, like, in the marketplace. Like, people are, you know, there's attention grabbing things everywhere. And I think I've heard that you have about seven seconds to, like, of people's attention before they're, like, do I, do I like this? Do I not like this? And so in those, like, seven seconds, you want to be able to, like, for people to understand clearly, like, this is, like, where this fits into my life. Like, I can understand why this is for me or why this is not for me. And so I think that it also is important to, like, include your customers into your brand's story um, because it, like, creates a relationship and a loyalty and, like, a trust of sorts. Um, people, like, human beings are so smart. Like, you can tell when someone's being fake and when someone's being authentic. So you want to be able to be, like, super genuine and, like, lead people in and kind of, like, let people get to know you. Like, it's not the same to just, like, make beautiful products and just be like, here they are, like, in the world. I've made something amazing. Um, you have to, like, let people, the people want to know behind that. Like, what is the value of this beautiful product? Like, what else is there? Like, why am I going to spend my hard-earned money, like, on this product or service? Like, there's a lot of services, too. It goes for both ways. Um, on this. So, and the value, usually to me, are the faces behind the brand and the brand story. And, like, every person is so unique. They, like, you have something so amazing to bring to your brand. And so it makes sense to kind of, like, lead customers into that and let them get to know you. Or it doesn't even have to be you, but, like, your brand in general. Um, and let them feel a part of your story. It just, it to me, it makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. And you're really great at that with Yure. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you through Instagram first and when we first met a few weeks ago I felt like we were buddies already like we were friends <laughs> I knew exactly who you were and how you spoke and yeah you're exactly how you are in person as you are online so I think that's really that's really hard sometimes because it's different to speak in front of in, in front of a camera versus it it is in front of an audience so or in person um so you do that very naturally and oh, thanks I think for those of us who are still getting started, just know that, that that takes effort and that takes practice. You know, once you get in front of the camera more and more, that's something that you'll be able to, you'll be able to come across more genuine and be yourself and that just takes time. So um, if you're building a personal brand experience, you just, you just got to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it is scary. Like I'm always like a little bit nervous and sometimes I don't even look back at things that I do. Like I'll create styling <laughs> videos on me and I'm like, this is so like, I just like can't look at this, but people like enjoy it and they want to see, you know, clothing on a not mo model, you know, like I'm like five two. And so it, it is, helps them to be like, whoa, this girl is like a normal sized girl. Like I can like imagine myself in that. And then it just creates more of a personal experience, but it still is. Yeah. It's scary. You put yourself out there. You're vulnerable, um, but it's worth it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. 
So one of the things in your workshop that Yobi's talking about is repetitiveness. So um, would you mind sharing an example of repetitiveness to strengthen your brand awareness? Yeah, so this is actually one of my favorite topics. Um, I am like all for brand repetitiveness. And um, so like people often think that if you say something once, like, oh, I can't ever like say that again like everybody heard it they understood it like I'm going to be bothersome I'm going to be annoying by repeating myself all of the time but the truth kind of is that everyone's like half listening um because there's so much going on in the world right now like people don't always take things in the first time they hear something and statistically speaking it actually takes about 20 times for somebody to hear something to then for it to actually for them to take action so the first couple times it's like oh I'm getting to know um, like I heard it, I kind of heard it. And then like the next couple times, it's like, oh, I'm getting to know like a little bit more about it. Then like, oh, I'm starting to understand it more. And then hmm, I think I'm deciding I like it or I don't. And then like around the 20th time is like when people either decide, yep, I'm for this. I'm going to like purchase and I'm all in or like, mm, maybe not. And so it takes like 20 times. Um, and so that can be kind of overwhelming. But it's really important to get, like, really clear on your brand messaging and, like, what you want to repeat because that's, like, that's a lot, right? You're like, what am I just going to say over and over? Um, and so how I like to break it down is the easy method is to pick three categories for your brand um, and that are specifically for you. And so these three categories would be something that you want people to think of when they hear your brand name, um, to think of when they see your brand and to ultimately attract like your dream customers. And so for example, for me, for Yure, it is my three categories are ethically made fashion, um, travel and inspiring and empowering women. And so you can literally go to my Instagram and you'll pretty much see like everything that I talk about or even my newsletters, if you're subscribed, like falls into one of those three categories, some way, shape or form. And those are your guide. And then from there, I like to break it down into about six um, subcategories from those three main categories. So that sounds kind of confusing. Don't like, don't get lost. <laughs> but um, so for example, with ethically made fashion, I might tell you like tips and tricks on how to add more ethically made fashion into your life why and why it's important and beneficial for humanity and the planet. Or another day, I might show you three different ways to like style um, a dress and um, why it's ethically made and talk about it a little bit. And then another day, I might um, share behind the scenes of my factory and take you on a tour and, you know, speak, like show you the makers of Yay. And it's all like falls into that same category. I'm repeating my brand message over and over, but I'm doing it in a way where it doesn't necessarily sound like I'm just saying, everybody made fashion, everybody made fashion. Like I'm letting you into the story. I'm like sharing behind the scenes and it kind of like allows you to imagine also yourself into the brand, um, like experience. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so, this is like such a powerful tool and can be a guide for anybody um and the overwhelming like especially when you're creating your marketing content it can be really overwhelming like what do i talk about and so if you have your three categories and then your subcategories under those you can always refer back to that and be like oh, okay i haven't talked about this in a while i'm going to make something on this or then next week i can talk about this and then next week and then 
when you're repeating yourself in those ways, you're going to get to be start being known for those things. You're going, you're creating a brand, not just a product, and you're going to become an expert in those topics. And when people need you in those instances, they're going to remember, like, oh, like this is who I go to for those things. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's how you can not only yeah create a brand, but you're creating an experience. That's awesome. Um, one thing that you said that is so on point is just simplify it and just kind of figure out what those sub subcategories are. Like what are the things that you're showing that, that, that are emphasizing those three categories that you had mentioned. And, um, you know, when we talk about branding, it seems so complex, but the way you laid it out, it's very simple and it's very realistic to do it in that way. Right. It's like the example that you used was, one of the brand focus you have is ethically made clothes and then you do behind the scenes or you put a face to who's making the clothes. And, um, I think that's so much easier than trying to figure out, Oh my gosh, what's the content that I need to do? At least you have that roadmap or that guide that will help you actually create the content and you're being very intentional. So, um, I love your strategy. I think that's very, very important. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. looks like you have some fans in here. Hi, people. That's so cool. (laughs) Erica, Kavai, EJ, um, Alex, a bunch of people. (laughs) Hey, Rachel. Hey, Rochelle. All right, that's super cool. And um, for those of you who are just joining, we are talking about how to build a personal brand experience with Emily, who is the founder and designer of Ure. Um, She is hosting a fabulous workshop during our Mindset Summit on February 22nd. So if you haven't heard, um, Open Pine is hosting a workshop or a summit that consists of two workshops, a brunch, a panel discussion, networking. So it's going to be such a great day. Um, If you are looking to build a business, consider track two. That is the track that Emily is on. She is... um, teaching how to build a personal brand experience. And as we were saying earlier, it's not, you don't necessarily have to have a business in play at the moment, but if you're looking to build a business in the future or even how to personally brand yourself, I think that's something that you can really consider. Um, the other workshop that's in this track with Emily is with Chelsea, and she is teaching how to cultivate a healthy money mindset. So both of these things you can use, business owner or not. So. Um, I really love our conversation, how it's progressing, and I think it's really, really helpful for a lot of people. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your morning. Yeah. Um, I have another question for you. So why is ethically made clothing important to your eye? So, so to start out, philanthropy has just always been a part of my life, and um, even from, like, a young age. So I talked about it. I took that gap year to travel, like, when I was about 18 years old. Yeah always tried to like give back in some way in each country that I was visiting. Um, it's in my brand messaging to like, you know, and in ways that I run my brand to give back. I'm all about empowering, inspiring women to like stand in their purpose. And so it just made sense like that if that is my messaging and that's what I'm doing to not have my clothes like made in a sweatshop, you know, like that doesn't like go with it at all. And um, it's just always been really important to me, even from the production, like the streamlined production process, to make sure that the people making the clothing are also standing in their purpose. 
that they feel empowered, that they, you know, have opportunity benefits, um, can leave their job if they want to, like they're not like slaves and can support their families. And it was just like a natural process. And I think, um, even just like before, it was like a no brainer. Like in the beginning, I never even thought of it. It was like, of course I'm going to do it this way. Like it didn't, I don't even, I wasn't even thinking of the name like ethical fashion. Like it was just, had to make sure that things were like legit and that, you know, people were taken care of. And then I saw the documentary, the true cost. And I actually learned the like horrors behind the fashion industry and just how like people are, you know, they literally are so abused and slaves to sweatshops in, um, I, like other countries and I just became like really aware of like wow I really 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 want to push for this and just like more I was already doing it so I wanted to make sure that like there was just more awareness in the marketplace and in the fashion industry to you know give other people the insight because I didn't necessarily know about it all and so you know lots of there's so many people out there that probably don't as well yeah yeah that's really important um and I love the fact that you kind of took it upon yourself as a business owner to say like, hey, these topics are important. It's related to my business. And I kind of have responsibility to share that with people. Um, so more power to you, because I think a lot of business owners, well, not a lot, but there are business owners out there who are just focused so much on the profit rather than, you know, the bigger picture of how is this company having a positive impact in this world. And it can be as small as, you know, just sharing what's behind the scenes and you know like what you're doing helping shed light on the fashion ways and the um, unethically made clothes that some big fashion you know um, people make so I think that's really cool um, thank you yeah and I think that um, you know even from small businesses it can seem like for me it always seemed very overwhelming that I had to be like completely perfect from the start like I'm just somebody that airs more on like all or nothing like I'm like have to be like the completely perfect you know have everything in line but it's actually okay to like make small steps so like um in like the humanitarian or humanity like ethical sense like we're like 100% legit but in like sustainability like those things are a little bit harder for me so it's like small steps at a time so like we changed a mailer first and like to be compostable and then you know we're changing printing and so it's okay I just want like people to understand it's okay to like take small steps towards big change Mm, yeah yeah that's true (laughs) awesome All right, so why don't you go ahead and tell us about your upcoming workshop and who can benefit from it? Yeah, so my workshop is on February 22nd. I'm in track two with Oak and Pine. Um, And I would say that you can benefit from my workshop if you really want to pinpoint and get clear on who your dream customer is. So like really know exactly who you're marketing to. um, So you're not just like, I have no idea what to say, um, with a clear plan, like you'll come out with like a clear plan and, um, identity of that person and then an effective marketing strategy on how to then market to that person, tips and tricks on how to do so and really create like a personal brand experience in the process and give your brand a personality or tips and tricks on how to like slowly let your face be more into your brand as well and for it to not be like you know cheesy or weird um for it to be good so 
Um, and yeah, I'm going to take you through all those processes. And I feel like if you really, you were here for the question where I broke it down into three categories, that's kind of how I like to teach. So um, if that benefited you, then you would probably like my workshop. Awesome. <laughs> and um, people, whether or not you have a product or a service-based business can benefit from this as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm super excited. Can you believe it's next week? I can't believe it. No, I'm really nervous, <laughs> but I think that um, I'm practicing a lot, so I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, you're natural, and it's a topic that you, like, are living every day, so it's something that is so natural to teach. Yeah, I really geek out on this, like, these subjects. <laughs> like, people don't really know this about me. Like, I feel like if any of my friends are watching, they're like, what the heck are you saying right now? <laughs> but, like, when I sit down with people who, like, run businesses, I'm like, let's talk about all the things, marketing and branding and, like, analytics and all this stuff. Like, I'm so into it. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I mean, which is why you're such a successful entrepreneur, right? Because you can build a product, but if you don't know how to message that product and get it in front of your audience, then it's just something that's on the shelf. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. It's not a business yet if you can't get the product out there. So, yeah, it's awesome. Um, Thank is you. there anything else that you want to share uh, before we call this IG Live? Um, I don't think so. If you guys don't already follow Yure, you can go check out all of my products um, over at, at Yure, Y-I-R-E-H underscore. Awesome. Alrighty. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on this Instagram Live. If you um, just jumped on, uh, we were talking about how to build a personal brand experience with Emily, who is the founder and designer of Yure. Um, she's going to be teaching a workshop on February 22nd in track two. So consider that. Um, and you can get our tickets, your tickets on Oak and Pine's bio. And if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. I'm Michelle. This is Emily. <laughs> and um, we're also going to be putting this this IG live in a podcast. So if you want to listen to it there, uh, feel free to hear more. Sounds good. Thank Bye. you everyone who came bright and early. You guys Thanks. are the best. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.